I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dance Influence with Dana Alexa. I am your host, Dana Alexa, and I'm here, like always, with my amazing co-host, Miss Danielle Rose. Hey. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. So today's a little bit different. Today is actually our 10th episode of The Dance Influence. So I'm really excited. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us every week. Um, today's gonna be a little different. We don't have a special guest today. Instead, we thought it would be a really good time since we've been with you guys for 10 whole weeks already um, to talk about us and to let you guys to know me and Danielle a little bit. And so we have some questions that you guys submitted to us on Instagram. So we'll be answering some of those questions for you. And we'll also just be chatting a little bit with each other so you guys can get to know us a little bit. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, um, let's start with just like, how are you feeling? What's, what's going on with you over there? I haven't seen you in so long. I know it's been so weird. It's like only through Instagram and all these FaceTimes and stuff. It's so weird to, you know, I don't feel like I've heard someone's voice in real life in so long. It's all kind of this, through yeah. the screen situation. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I think I've just really missed being in the studio. That's my main thing right now I'm just missing the energy and just being around people in the dance world and like around the creatives but it has been really great to see what this has brought from everyone like everyone is coming up with all these new projects and all these new creative things and I'm working on some stuff me and my friends are trying to write a little short film because why not we've been working on that together because one of my friends she's an actress so we've been kind of like trying to figure out what we can do in this like not having to be all together so that's been really fun um and I know you have this great new program so what's that all about I haven't had the chance to actually talk to you about that yeah um I well you know when the quarantine first started we talked a little bit too about the fact that you know dancers kind of all rushed to um, social platforms and started teaching classes and at first it was kind of like a labor of love for everybody just started putting out free classes and then very quickly people started charging like 20 30 up to 40 dollars a class mm-hmm. conventions started rolling out for hundreds of dollars and stuff and um for me I was kind of like I didn't want to just charge people for one-off classes online and I didn't want to do that because I felt that I have a community of people that follow me all over the planet that have been asking me for internet and like, you know, digital instruction for years. And I never was able to create a way that I felt was really worth teaching them online. Right. Um, Because realistically with all the, I didn't have the time to build the infrastructure to have a training program that would work through a digital platform. I just knew it would take so much time. And usually when, you know, things were moving normally before this started, I had a literal packed 15, 20 hour day of in-person training and doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So realistically, it was a lack of time. And I always said to myself, if I ever get the time, I'm going to go in from the bottom and I'm going to build a training program that will work online. And, you know, I've seen so much that mostly a lot of people are doing things now that are pretty temporary. It's just meant to be something that'll train you right now during this quarantine. And then when it's over, everyone's going to run off the internet and start going back to real life training. Yeah, And that's totally understandable. But for me personally, I was like, I don't want to just kind of like abandon this whole online community of people that really does want to always train. They always Mm -hmm. wish they had access to these classes. So yes, it is nice for them to have access to these classes now during the quarantine. But I was like, if I build something that can 
exist on the internet that will train you always, then even when the quarantine is over, you can still continue to train with me in your own home, wherever you are on, on, on the planet. Because unless right. you're in a place, you don't have access to this kind of training. And mm -hmm. I, the first thing I did was the first month of the quarantine, I literally went back through every comment, every question, every single thing that people had said to me on my platforms over the last eight years. And I was like, let me see what are the common themes? What do people need and what do they want? And what I got asked the most by far was, can I train them if they're in a city that's not Los Angeles? Can I mentor them if they're not here with me physically in LA? Mm -hmm. Can I teach beginner? Like, can I teach someone all levels? Um, can I help them with their fitness? And can I help them now that I've moved into like doing more of becoming a healer and doing meditations? I've gotten a lot of questions about how do I keep my focus? How do I keep my, you know, my energy up, my motivation? Can I help them with their mindset? So right. I was like, so I looked at those things and I was like, yes, I absolutely can help people with all these things, but how? So I started building a program that um, actually Kevin, our our amazing boss here at AfterBuzz, it was his idea to do a Patreon. I talked to him on the phone and he was like, do you have a Patreon? And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he yeah. was like, it is a, a site that allows you to get a subscription-based community together where people pay monthly for access to exclusive content that doesn't exist anywhere else. So, you know, I will still always, always continue to post my free content on Instagram and YouTube. Um, always, that'll always yeah. be there for always put free stuff up but the thing I was finding was you know I post a lot of tutorials I always have posted tutorials before this and I always will long after but when they are free that means that they are a financial investment for me I have to pay for the studio space I put in the time right. and it costs me money to post them and I don't make any money off of them um so the thing was it's not that I'm not happy to do it it's just that it was very hard to remain consistent because mm -hmm. as soon as something came up that was paid I had to put creating free content on the side so that I could focus on the paid work. Mm -hmm. um, and that for me made me feel like I couldn't really train people reliably because some weeks they got, some months they got two tutorials, some months they got one, some months they got none. And so it's like, well, you can't really depend on that training. So I, I felt that this subscription-based community would be a way to not only hold you guys accountable and make it so you make a small investment in yourself right. every month. And it makes me guarantee for you you're going to get this amount of content from me every month and you're going to get it laid out in a training program so long story short what i created was a training program that i'm calling 360 with dana alexa and i'm calling it that because it's a 360 degree training program so at the highest tiers you're getting a full fitness program a full dance training program with beginner intermediate and advanced tutorials a live stream advanced class every single month brand new you're getting um, something I call m3 which is a program I developed that's all about your mindset every morning we chat we talk, talk about a topic you journal you have a journaling exercise and then we sit and do an original meditation that I created um, and, and then it also will just have tons of bonus content content where I'm giving you advice about things in the industry you know, all kinds of things, honestly, everything from nutrition to mental mastery. And sometimes it'll even be talks with experts in a field, you know, everything that you could really, that I've been asked, I'm going to answer it. And I'm going to answer it clear and methodical, and you're going to have mm -hmm. access to it. It will be yours and it'll exist nowhere else. Um, yeah. And then the last part of the program is that at the very highest tier, you can 
have mentorship where I will actually be there with you every step of the way, help you goal set, critique your dancing, watch your videos, you know, check on you monthly, weekly. Are you staying on top of the program? Are you doing what you need to do? How are you feeling? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so basically, wow. yeah, it's something that will last long past this time. I wanted to create something that wasn't just going to benefit me for this short-term time or benefit mm-hmm. you for this short-term time. Right. Um, yeah, so- I, I love that. I mean, yeah. I think that it's crazy because I don't know why that hasn't already been made. I think that I feel like you're the first person, at least in the dance world that I've seen, that's made something like this that is not just a one-time intensive because I've taken a lot of one-time dance intensives where it's, you know, all in this short weekend, you get really into it, you get really passionate about it. And then, you know, sometimes you just tend to kind of drift away from that. You don't remember or you, you know, get caught up in other things and it's not consistent. So you spend a lot of money and a lot of time training, but then all that kind of goes away. So that's, I mean, that's amazing that you're making that monthly commitment and whoever from anywhere can make that monthly commitment to you and to themselves to really train, even if they can't get to LA. So, I mean, that's great because again, the intensives are just, it seems like a long-term intensive, which is- Absolutely. It's something that I realized, you know, at the end of the day, I think that what happens so much is that we have, we struggle with consistency across the boards as Mm -hmm. artists because creatives and we get pulled in directions and we start doing other things and I think honestly when I talk to people it's like yeah consistency is the biggest issue and if you really care about the well-being and your your health of your body your mind your spirit your your ability to like maintain your levels of flexibility of technique over time it's a lifestyle it's not an intensive it's a lifestyle it has to be something that's part of your life every day And, you know, having someone that's like, hey, I've laid out a schedule for you. I've given you the tools Monday through Friday. I'm telling you every day of the week, this is what you need to do. Right. Yeah. Just gives you that level of accountability, something you can check in with someone. If you fall a little off track, you could go back to the roots and start over with the program. Like it's, it's there for you for that reason, because I do think, you know, it doesn't, nothing like this does exist. It never, it never has. No one's ever done anything like it. Um, yeah, and I hope it catches on for other people too. Cause I mean, it's great that you started it, but I do think that that would be beneficial in the entire dance world for people who can't financially come to LA and they can't train with those people that they've looked up to for so many years. And so many people I, do I look agree. up to you. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I agree because I just think that it's so much about if we advance, if we help, if we help people to advance their dance communities in their own state, in their mm-hmm. own country. And that's a beautiful thing for dance in general. It shouldn't have to be that in order to be great, you have to be right here in this city. Right. Because then, to be honest, we end up inundated in this city with so much talent that you almost can't even appreciate it. There's mm-hmm. so many teachers, you almost can't even train with everybody. Like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So it almost becomes like overkill if, if we just allow people to foster their talent where they are. And right. you then opportunity will be more abundant for people where they are instead of everyone having to you know meaning leave their city leave their country in order to be in the one hub where dance actually is thing um so yeah especially with how popular dance is now I think it's it's a perfect time yeah do you think that with all of this going on all this virtual stuff do you think that maybe we're going in the direction of you don't have to move to LA or you don't have to be in New York or you know Atlanta any of the bigger cities for it to, for you to, to make a name? I think we're going to have to see because, you know, at the end of the day, there's two sides. There isn't an, ener- like you're saying, there's an energy from a live class. Right. There's an energy from being in this city with the best in the world around you in the class. There's stuff that cannot be given to you online. It right. just can't. 
you know, it's just some things you do have to be here for. You got to be in New York for to really feel it. Um, so that'll always be, that's always going to be a thing. You know, I'm always going to be a teacher live. I'm always going to come to your city and your country to teach you live. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think we'll have, the answer is we'll have to wait and see. It'd be nice to, to assume that people are maybe going to keep an online community alive for their followers, but I'm not so sure. I think mm-hmm. that for people that it wasn't a huge priority before, it won't really be a huge priority after. Yeah. Once the industry recovers, I think people will go back to the way things were and and this, you know, definitely not weekly or monthly live classes. Right, yeah. I don't see that very much. Um, that's my prediction. But I don't know. I think it would be a great thing for people to do to engage their online community. But, you know, it'll also depend on you guys out there, you guys watching. Because at the end of the day, we can only provide what you guys actually consume. So right, I built this right. program. I genuinely believe in it. I think it's a phenomenal program. But if you guys don't sign up on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Dana Alexa, by the way, um, if you guys don't sign up there and partake in this thing, then it's kind of pointless. You know what I mean? Right, and the amount yeah, of work definitely. I can pour into it will decrease because I won't have anyone to be teaching, right? So I'm only a teacher if you are a student. So mm-hmm. I think the same goes now. Right now, lots of people are pouring into these online classes, these online platforms. But if when your normal life resumes, you guys kind of throw everything aside and stop showing up, mm-hmm. then teachers are going to stop teaching because they're not going to have the same reception and it's not going to be worth the effort on their part. Yeah. So I think it's, it's going to be a two-way street. If you guys, you know, my hope is that dancers out there who, you know, have, I can't tell you, it's it's thousands of comments a month from dancers that say to me, I don't have access. I would do anything to dance, to be trained by you guys in my in this city, right. but I just don't have access to this kind of training. And you know, now you have access. I've created access. I've answered that question. You have access to the same amount of training monthly that my kids here in LA have, if not more. They don't get a fitness training from me. They don't get mindset training from me yet. But you know, you guys have access to it now where you are, but it's only useful if you actually make the investment and show up to be there and use it. And um, yeah, that's really, that's really what it has to be. You know, I hope that right now with the quarantine and with people getting more used to training at home and using tutorials and Mm -hmm. learning through online, you know, I think for a lot of people, they weren't doing it before because they didn't know how, and they didn't have the time to like figure it out. And so hopefully now everybody's like, ready to go and excited about using live streams enough that it'll yeah. be a platform that dancers kind of come to more often and that right. will be useful. So I think we, we will see, right? It's going to just be one of those things that depending on what happens, I guess we'll, we'll see. But right. yeah, yeah, like I said, I will still always be a live teacher. And um, actually the goal is that with this program 360, that it will become something that I can do live. It will be 360 live within Alexa in your city. So I'll bring the whole program to you and we'll do day week intensives and stuff live that are basically subsets of the program in a short period of time. So you'll be able to have both to be able to learn it from me live and also to continue with your training throughout the year online. Wow. So great. I (laughs) I hope you guys love it. I hope you guys at least check it out. I'm telling you guys, I worked for three and a half weeks. I worked 20 hour days. I created, I wrote every single thing myself. I literally edited, filmed, Mm -hmm. 
produced. I moved my furniture. I don't have a living room anymore. <laughs> I changed yeah. everything to be able to do this to you, for you guys. And I'm not, I'm still pumping out content. I still have 15 or 20 more videos to edit before the full program is live. And I have like seven or eight more videos to shoot. And then next month, more stuff drops again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. I'm not, I get to train with you in real life, but I know that if I was three years ago, four years ago, living in North Carolina, I would have loved a program like this because you're right. People just don't have access to this kind of training. And so it's great. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I really hope that it makes a difference. You know, I, I just hope that, that people know that this was literally an answer to questions. I was like, I want to, if I'm going to provide something during this time and beyond, I want it to be something that people genuinely need that they've mm -hmm. asked and so that's what I did. You know, that's why I created this program. So I hope you guys know that it's genuinely for you. It's for anyone out there who's ever expressed that you just love dance and you want to move and you want the direction and, mm -hmm. you know, that your body is important to you, but you don't know how to train it. You know, I've hoped that I created a situation now that really answers all those questions. And I right. hope that you will use it because it will help you. I know it will help you. Yeah. All right. All right. So things are wild out there in the world, huh? They're too wild. I want to stay inside sometimes now because of these murder hornets. Have you heard about the murder? What are those? They are huge hornets. That's what they are. They're from Asia. Allegedly, they're the size of your thumb. That's a big hornet. Yeah. And they like, I think that they are called murder hornets because they rip the heads off of honeybees, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. First time ever. They're here in the United States. Welcome. I don't want it. Take it back. <laughs> That, I don't think, but they're incredibly venomous. Uh, apparently, their sting feels like you're being stabbed with a hot nail. So, um, yeah, that's that's some other more fun stuff to look forward to. <laughs> 2020 just keeps slapping us in the face, and I just needed to settle down a little bit because there's UFOs out here, there's coronavirus. I just I can't we had it. an earthquake the other night. I was editing and my I was talking to the guy, one of the other guys who's helped me edit a little and he texted me. He's like, did you just feel an earthquake? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, an earthquake. Of course. Just, why not? Just trying to stay, stay positive through it all, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't dance. <laughs> That's really yeah. the best thing yeah. that we could we do so I know you mentioned quickly but let's get into a little bit of background about you that you moved here from North Carolina yes yes I did what was your um what was your life like in North Carolina and what made you want to move to LA well I started performing like musical theater when I was well when I was in middle school but then I really hunkered down on it um around like junior year of high school um I just fell in love with the stage and being on stage and I did a lot of the ensemble work so in that way, I became a lot of the like featured dancer, you know, quote unquote, whatever that is, whatever that means, just dancing a lot in all the pieces. Um, and I just really fell in love with that. And I didn't really take any dance classes or anything. I maybe took one ballet class when I was like, you know, two years old, but I didn't really stick with it. I did more basketball, which is very opposite of me now, <laughs> but I did basketball for eight years. And, but for some reason, I just really liked dance and I felt this calling to to pursue it in a real way and train hard. And obviously we know that Millennium Dance Complex is the place that's all over YouTube. So of course that's what I was watching when I was 12, 13 years old. And I was watching Dana Alexa and I was watching Janelle Janestra and those, literally you and Janelle were probably my main motivation for becoming a dancer. And 
I just remember like trying to learn all the videos and do all of that. And then I came and took my first ever dance class basically ever. And it was you and Matt and it was an IDA five years ago. <laughs> I didn't even know this. Yeah. And, um, and I was so bad. It was hilarious. <laughs> Me and my friend went, we were just like goofing off at the back in the beginning, like towards the end, because we were like, whatever, we're just going to have fun. It's fine. Um, and, but then for some reason, I, even though I went down in flames in that class, I was like, no, I still really want to dance. So I stayed in Raleigh or I stayed in North Carolina for about three more years after that. And then, or two more years, I don't know, math's hard. I'm not a math person. Um, and stayed here. And then for some reason, just again, felt so pulled to move. So I ended up moving um, really randomly. It was like my cousin, he was having a short film that he wanted me to be in. And I was like, I'll come if I can get there. And I just went there and uh, I never came back. I stayed with my cousin's family and everything out there. Um, and I didn't have a job. And I just completely made a whole new life out here. I, you know, I said this last week, but I started the program at Millennium. And that was a really good way to just kind of be thrown into it, which was really scary because again I had taken no dance classes and um I just worked my way up and I really wanted to do the work study at Millennium but I wasn't 21 yet so I just kept going back I would train once in a while I went to your class a lot I went to like other people's classes you know I tried to get really into it but also manage you know having a part-time job and having a life and at the boy at the time I had a boyfriend but you know we're single now and right. um then when I turned 21 and around like maybe 22, now a few, few months ago, I got to be a part of the work study at Millennium, which is amazing. And basically you work one night a week and you get to work at the desk, which is also great because now I'm learning the ins and outs of running a studio and also being able to take all these classes, unlimited classes. And so I'm getting to train like crazy. And yeah, now I get to go to auditions and be in LA and live the life I always wanted. Now I'm living it. So it's really great, but <laughs> that's well, me. It's cool that it sounds like you didn't really have any serious training in dance until you were later in your late teens almost, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like 19 when I moved here. So I think that's a great thing because I hear probably one of the like main things I hear from people is, you know, I'm 21. Is it too late for me to start dancing? And I'm always like, no, it's not no. too late to do anything it's never yeah. too late for you to start dancing but it's really nice to know they have you as an example of somebody who got started a bit later in your later in your life considering yeah. you know when people starting dance now they're literally six months old and they're like professional right. dancers already. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why that's a that's a tough thing because people are always like how long have you been dancing and I'm like uh three years and yeah. uh that's it I mean it's great but it's also kind of sometimes I kind of got to remember that I have not been training that long. So I kind of put that stigma on myself to be like, I need to be better, but I I'm doing great for where I am. So that's just something that, yeah, if you're, a, if you're younger, you're young adult, or you're even an adult and you want to start training, there's no, you're never too late. You can always. No, you're not. It, I always say to people, it's like, you don't have to be realistic. We have to be realistic about anything you want to learn that's new. It's just a matter of how badly do you want it and how much effort are you willing to put right. in? You can't expect results for work you're not willing to do. If you're ready to uproot your life and do what she did and move out here and throw yourself in headlong, then you're going to be fine as long as you're really willing to do that kind of work. If you want to be, you know, she wants to dance professionally, but, it, you know, you have to just know what are your expectations mm -hmm. for the outcome. 
And how right. much are you really willing to do to, you know, make that a reality? I think that's, right. that's so, that should be so inspiring to people to know, like, you really can start any time. Like, your life couldn't, you could have played basketball for the last eight right. years. Like, you know what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to dance well, instead. Yeah. Who cares like about dancing. sports? <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's dope. I didn't even know that the first class you ever took was mine and has. I did not know that at all. Yep. That's amazing. That's so funny. It's because it's such like a tragic thing. I don't like it was so bad that I don't even <laughs> I don't even it's like thinking about tragic. it. But. It's so funny. It's it's funny because I don't think anyone out there knows this. So I'm gonna tell you this story right now because it's kind of a funny one and it's it's a kind of a it's kind of a I don't even know how to explain it. See, it feels like it's faded now. But so when I started up this idea with After Buzz TV where we were gonna do this show for me to do the dance influence, um, I didn't have any plans to have a co-host it was going to be just me and um you know for the first day before we actually do the show they run a test episode at after buzz where they just make sure that you're not going to get on the air and be absolutely tragic and so they can kind of coach you and stuff so for that episode in order for me to like put on a, a you know a test episode i needed somebody to sit in and to be my pretend guest for me to like interview so they could hear my flow and if we had any kind of rapport. And so that day, I don't know, it was like, I called everybody I knew, everybody. And like, my roommate is always there for me. She's in my assistant, she's always around. But that day she was at work, she could not get out of work. Literally, I called everybody I knew and nobody was available to help me just to come onto the set for like 20 minutes and, and do this thing for me. And so I was like, almost like in tears, I was so stressed out because I was like, dang, this is so important to me and I can't find anyone that can come through. And so I remembered in the back of my mind that Danielle had sent me a message on Instagram after class one day and said, hey, if you're ever looking for an assistant, I'd love the opportunity to, to like learn to assist you. Which again, is something y'all should take notes of if you're interested in really making it somewhere. Yeah, that kind of hustle don't hurt because you know what? I wasn't ready to bring her in as a dance assistant yet. I didn't need her yet. But I remembered that she took that kind of initiative and I thought, well, hey, maybe it's not dance assisting, but it's assisting me in some way and maybe she'd want to come and do it. So I asked her, it, by this point, she had to be ready in like the next 30 minutes to come and do this. With me. And she was like, yeah, I'm down. just pick me up. So I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. And so I pick her up and her and I, I only know her really at this point as a student, she's taken my class some, we've chatted a bit at the desk, um, but we haven't had any like major, mm -hmm. you know, relationship or interaction past that. So I pick her up and she's like, okay, what is this? Like, what do you need <laughs> she doesn't even know like what I need her to do. So it was so cute. So I kind of walked her through and she's like, okay, no problem. So she gets behind the desk with me and we're about to shoot this show. And I'm like, this girl is so cool. She has no idea. Like she just down, she's like ready to go. She's like, I'm really nervous. So we sit behind the desk at after buzz and they start the show and we just run the show and we do like a 15 minute test show. And um, when it's over, I kind of looked at her and I was like, we got, we got a thing going here. Like we've got some pretty good chemistry doing this together, huh? And still at that point, it didn't really occur to me. I was just really impressed with her because she spoke so well and she had great opinions and we just have a really good energy together. And so as soon as I walked out of the studio, Kevin, our, our again, our amazing boss after Buzz was like, what about her as a co-host? And I was like, yes, I'm going to ask her. Yes. And so that's how Danielle became the co-host of the Dance Influence. <laughs> really, it was just fate. 
it was yeah. totally great. And we went from that to now we're really good friends. And yeah. I see you like three times a week at least. So, uh, I mean, it's surreal for me too. I don't know. This is, I told Dana this too, that like every year at the beginning of the year, I write down all my goals that I want to accomplish literally number like 14 or something for 2020 was word for word work with Dana Alexa. So I just, I think that it's important. It's weird to be the person who's like inspiring someone else, but it really is like, it doesn't hurt to ask. I was so nervous to, you know, slide in her DMs and ask to be an assistant. But I mean, if that didn't happen and I was too nervous to do that, then I wouldn't be here with this amazing opportunity with someone that I've literally like, aspired to be like since I was like 12 years old so it's just just really just that's my motivation for everybody out there is that like if you want to do something in this life you can do it with hard work dedication and just ask don't be afraid of things failure is okay but in this case it didn't didn't fail so yeah it also also took a good bit of bravery on on your part you know sometimes it's just having a little bit of courage it's just if you know that you've cultivated yourself to be a good person to be a capable person to be an honest person then you should be brave enough to go forward and take the risk because that's really what she did she could have asked me a million questions she could have said no she was busy you know it's not exactly what she asked me to do she wanted to assist a class she could have been like uh 30 minutes no like uh, I'm too stressed (laughs) But she was like, yeah, let's go, like, giddy up, like, you know, and, and that's the kind of, that's Not giddy the, up. <laughs> the kind of attitude, literally, that's what she said. I had her in the car 20 minutes later, and she was like, so what are we doing? It was such a cool, like, you know, she was just ready to co-pilot. So I appreciated that, that, that you took that leap for me too. So if you guys are out there and you're like, oh, just do it, you know, don't hesitate, just do it. If it goes, this is for me, I always say this, you know, I talk to my, a lot of people, I do consultations and some like life coaching style stuff for people. And I say all the time, you know, the best thing you can do is make a choice, just make a choice. Mm -hmm. If it's a choice, that's the wrong choice or a choice that doesn't go exactly the way you want. That's not a bad thing. Then, you know, sooner rather than later that we need to adjust the choice and we need to try to change things. And it's better than not knowing either way. Cause then you, then you're kind of just stuck. Once you yeah. make a choice, you can always reassess. You can always, you know, if she turned out to hate it, she could have been like, you know what? It's not for me, but at least she took a chance and she would know faster than, you know, we knew within what, two minutes. We were like, this is great. We're good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Like we can feel that it snapped and it was a great decision. Right. So yeah. better to just make a choice than to remain indecisive. That way you get there faster. You can reassess yeah. faster and eventually you're going to get to the right choice yeah you get there right. much faster if you just make it if you just pull the trigger yep all right so <laughs> let's get into some of these questions you guys submitted right. some questions for us on instagram um the questions okay so danielle and i both posted a question sticker for you guys to ask us questions here on the dance influence and the questions that i got were <laughs> not about dance were, at all they were great what do you mean <laughs> And so we're not going to answer any of the questions that I got on my Instagram because they were like, just not. Yeah, yeah, we can get into mine. Mine are good. Mine are good. Mine have like six or seven. Great, insightful questions. So Danielle's going to be asking the questions today that came through on her Instagram. So let's see, let's hear it. Hit us with one. All right. All right. So the first question I got is, what's the first thing you notice in a dancer? The first thing I notice in a dancer is confidence. That's the first thing I notice before I notice skill, before I notice anything else. And I guess confidence can kind of become like a hybrid with um, 
with performance, but I noticed your confidence in my classroom before I even see you dance. I noticed the way you walk in. I noticed the way you stand. I noticed the way you warm up. I noticed the way you make eye contact with me. I noticed the way you watch other dancers. So I can see your confidence level based in all of those things before I ever see you hit a step. So to me, that's the first thing that attracts me to a dancer, to a human in general, is that like, you know, not showiness, just like a calm confidence in yourself. I see that before I see anything else. Right. I like that. That's a good answer. This is kind of on that same wavelength. Um, how do you make your name known as a dancer slash choreographer from a small town? So I think that this is such a good question, especially now because we are talking so much about the internet and what the internet has done and the way that it can literally make you a sensation wherever you are in the world. I mean, we look at it now. I mean, you look at people like Paris Goebel or you look at people like, you know, when I first came up in the dance industry, actually, I'm not in the dance industry, but in the dance industry online, in the social media realm of the dance industry, there were two other choreographers that were massive on social media at the time, and they were Jasmine Meekin, who I believe is in Florida, and Emily Sasson, who's up in Colorado. So actually, the two other major influencers of the time were building major followings in small towns that previously had not been dance hubs. So mm -hmm. especially now, I think the world is literally yours. The world is at your fingertips. The world is watching you, waiting for you to move them with something. You know, artists are watching. We've seen it so much in every single person that we've had on this show that has said they have gotten monster opportunities from posting things on social media. Phil Wright has gotten a TV show with the Disney Channel. Amanda LeCount has done more jobs that mm -hmm. you can possibly name for people like Rihanna and Lizzo and Megan Trainer. Nika Klune was telling us how she booked the opening ceremony for FIFA through her Instagram. So, you know, at this point, the best agent for you for dance is you. <laughs> it's your social media right. account. Um, so the best thing you can do for yourself, if you want to make a name for yourself, is make content that is authentic to you. All you need is a camera. This thing right here that everybody is attached to, this thing shoots in 4K. Yeah, that's all you need. You need someone to hold it. Yeah, you need to. Or a tripod. You don't even need someone to hold it. Just a tripod. You can get a tripod. Look at that. You could literally be all alone in the world. No, you, do, you know, you, <laughs> you know, if you are in a small town and you have a talent, someone, someone else in your town is looking for someone just like you. I know that they are. So create some videos, start teaching a small class, get a few dancers together for some sessions and videotape it, but just be thoughtful. What do you genuinely want to bring to the world? People talk a lot about making the name for themselves and that's a great thing, but why do you want a name for yourself? Why do you want a platform? When you get there, what do you actually want to say? What do you want your imprint to be? When you get clear on that, you can create content that is in line with that. And that way it all makes sense. You know what I mean? So you have everything you need. You need to train in your skill. You need to love dance and want it to be part of your life every single day no exceptions and now with my training program you can do that <laughs> yes plug come on <laughs> patreon.com guys let's go um, okay so but yes you need to train in your you need to train in your skill every day if you're a freestyler if you're a b-boy you need to be out in the streets you need to be dancing no no excuses none y'all mm -hmm. 
And um, yeah, you need to be creating, create stuff, create content, create connections. If there's, you know, dance studios or if there's dance conventions that come through, go. We talked about this last week with Nika. I come to cities. I'll come to like a small city in Virginia that no one's ever heard of, a small city. Cause I'm not always in the big cities. I'll come wherever. Yeah, wherever there's dancers that wanna mm -hmm. train with me, I'll go. But then I'll get there and someone will be like, oh, I live an hour away, I can't make it. And I'm like, I flew five hours to get here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I drove in a little car and now I'm in this little city and you're telling me you can't come one hour? You have to really decide, do you really want it? If you really want it, then you'll make it happen. And there's so many ways to do it. Make the sacrifices. Right make the adjustments, do what you need to do and keep your focus on the prize. Post right. that. Yep. You said this a little bit, you talked about being your own agent. Um, I did get a lot of questions though about what's the best way to get an agency representation or like, you know, is it better to be by yourself? Is it, do you want to go to an open call self-submission? So what are your thoughts on like, cause I know you do have an agent, so an agency represented so yes, so actually, is this is one of the videos that I'm going to go into crazy in depth about this month on my Patreon. I'm going to talk a lot about the ins and outs of getting an agent because it's very complicated and it's not anything I could completely explain to you guys here. My main suggestion is, is it possible to work without an agent? Yes, especially nowadays, it is possible. I worked without an agent in this dance industry for six years before anybody would sign me. I could not get signed. It was one of the biggest battles of my life but I worked through making good connections. I worked through building my social media platform and I worked through just being a good person by committing to certain people that I really invested in. And then they happened to have jobs and they would put me on because they knew I was loyal. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I even booked my first big tour. I booked through Craigslist at the time. I went and showed up randomly wow. and I ended up booking the tour as a dancer and the artistic director and the choreographer because I showed up to some random Craigslist ad. So look, if there's a will, there's a way, you don't need an agent to be a dancer, be a professional dancer, which to me means being paid to dance. Um, mm -hmm. But an agency to me is very helpful. Open calls are possible, but they're crazy. They're hours and hours. There's no respect for time. You could be out there for literally 20 hours. It's hell on your body. It's a very low percentage of a chance of being able to book anything at all. So, you know, open calls being your route, if you do want to be in the audition world, obviously it's not the best way to go. So getting an agent, the best thing you can do is get a packet together. So piggybacking off of what I just said last time, you can get a packet together by creating some of your own content, clear HD quality content where somebody can see who you are, what do you bring to the table? How do you look? What's the reason that you would be ready? You know, an agent wants to sign somebody that's ready today, not tomorrow, today to move mm -hmm. on to a professional music video. So if you have booked any professional work, which in your small town, you can book professional work. There is an artist in your small town that needs a music video. There is a local store that's making a commercial. If you get out there and hustle, you will find a way to build your resume and your reel no matter where you are in the world. I genuinely believe that. Mm -hmm. So you put together what you can of your footage. You make a little packet, a little video reel. You make a little resume, which will also be on my, my Patreon. I'll tell you how to walk you through how to make a resume. You put a nice high quality photo and a cover letter that says, hey, this is who I am. I'd love to be signed to your agency for X, Y, and Z reasons. And then you submit it to the agencies out here in LA. There are a lot of them. You just Google dance agencies in LA. You'll come up with things like my agency, the Movement Talent Agency. There's GoTo, there's Block, Clear Talent, the list goes on forever. You mm -hmm. submit them, 
Usually, if you're very good, they'll message you and they'll say, hey, we love your stuff. We want to bring you in for an interview. If that doesn't happen, they will just put you on a list and they'll notify you when the next open call comes for the agency and you can go to their open call auditions. They usually have them about twice a year. Um, that being said as well, if you have somebody that's already signed to that specific agency that can give either a good word for you or write you a recommendation letter, that comes in handy really well as really really comes in handy for you as well. So I would say those are your options for getting an agent, um, but you absolutely can work without an agent. You should work without an agent. Sometimes it's a, it's a kind of like a double-edged sword because you need an agent to get work, but you need work to get an agent. So right. you got to make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is one about kind of you making choreo and teaching. So we'll get into that. Um, how do you approach making choreography with someone else, like collabing with someone versus just making it on your own? Like what's the most challenging? What just kind of brief about that? kind of an interesting thing because I think it's very different for everybody but for me every time when I'm collaborating when I'm collaborating with somebody I really feel like we just put the music on and then we both just start moving a little bit and then I like when I collaborate for us both to like literally create the choreography together some people like to do like oh you do an eight count and then I do an eight count mm -hmm. but I feel like that ends up not really necessarily I like it for a co collaboration to be like a fusion like a fusion of our minds like what do we both hear what do we both see what do we both like, you know, somebody will do, the person will do a move and I'll be like, oh, what if we did that down to the ground? And like, so for me, when I collaborate, it's very much like a meeting of the minds and like, mm -hmm. a, it's very, for me, being in the room with another creative person is very exciting. I love to watch how they move or what differences is there. Oh, I wouldn't have heard that. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, I like for a collaboration to be like that. That's the way I collaborate. It's kind of a little bit of a wild, like creative process. Um, yeah. And when I create alone, I do kind of something similar. I just do it with myself. I just will freestyle a bunch, listen to the music a bunch. I'll have a couple assistants in the room and I'll just start moving. And then my assistants will be like, oh, we like that. Or, oh, that's garbage. And I kind of create that way. <laughs> that's garbage. That's good. Garbage. Yeah, my, my assistant Taylor is like <laughs> one of my favorite assistants and she's notorious for literally looking at me and being like, yeah. you know, at one time I was like, yeah. oh, that, yeah, that, that really works. You know, that's, that's not bad. That works. She's like, it's not good. <laughs> She's like, pick something else, whatever else. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Do you think the image of a typical dancer is changing? And do you think plus size dancers are going to be more accepted in mainstream jobs? I hope that plus size dancers and, and plus size people. Or normal people. Plus size, just people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we didn't come out. People make it sound like we came into existence with a blueprint where somebody like, this is what people should look like. You should be this race, this color, this height. Uh, you should be, you know, this weight at this height. Uh, there was no blueprint as far as I'm concerned about what human beings should look like. We came out with genes that no two people have the same genes. Not mm -hmm. even came from the same parents, your genes are different. So like, to me, there's the reason for that. We're all supposed to look different, be different, we're framed different. So why there became one prototype of what a dancer or an athlete or anybody should look like is strange to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously I think people will argue that dance is an athletic kind of a sport and so you should be in good health. And yes, I do believe that as well. You do wanna take care of and love your body and, you know, be making sure that you're in the best health to do things that, that are, you know, um, athletic. But at the same time, I think we have such a pigeonholed idea of what an athlete looks like and what right. a body looks like. You know, we don't take into account people's body shapes differently or, or hormone levels or, who knows? There's just mm -hmm. a million different things that affect whether somebody 
looks a certain way or is shaped a certain way, that does, doesn't mean they're unhealthy or that they don't take care of their body or right. that they're not in good shape. So yeah, I hope so. I hope that we start lifting those barriers across the board about everything, not just mm-hmm. body image, but race and, and sexuality. I hope we stop making people try to fit into one right. box yeah. because it's boring and you know, dance is about, dance is art. Imagine we had to go to the museum and every photo looked the same. You would be like, mm-hmm. right? So why is this any different? Every Everybody is, in, is their own masterpiece. Like we should appreciate that, what everybody brings to the table. Yeah, I feel like it's a little, it's gotten a little better from just like Lizzo being and like Megan Trainor and just people who have more, not necessarily just people that are, haven't been in the spotlight for a while. You know, it's, I'm hoping that we have more artists that have the normal body average body you know whatever but it's funny because I'm talking about dance specifically but yeah that that stigma has been on vocal artists as well that's why dancers were were hired to be so thin because the artist was so thin that you didn't really make sense to have people do look so different from the artist um yeah so I I guess it is kind of like as an industry deep problem but I hopefully yeah it's changing I mean there's talent every shape and size and you know, it brings a different level of relatability when you have someone, oh, that person kind of looks like me or that person came from where I came from. There's that relatability and that authenticity that comes with it. So I hope that we do keep fostering that because it's so, so important to art. Yeah, I agree. Do you think we have time for one more? Uh, yeah, one more question. Let's do one more. All right. This is a good one about social media. Do you think dance classes are getting too focused on Instagram videos rather than actual training? Well, you know, everybody loves to ask these questions, but this is kind of a similar question. This is a similar answer to everything else, which is that there is no one answer. You know, every single teacher, every single approach, every single classroom is completely different. There Mm -hmm. is no one size fits all for people or an answer to this question that is like across the board, yes, everyone's doing too much. You know, some people, yes, their classrooms are way too invested in in dancing for Instagram. I've taken some classes where, I paid for a 90 minute class and I danced for 45 minutes. And then I stood there for 45 minutes and watched groups go over and over and over for somebody's um, you know, Instagram video. But then I've also been in classes like mine that we, are, we do film for Instagram or we film for YouTube, but it's the last 15 minutes of class, not one second more. If we don't get to everybody's group, then so be it. If we don't get a video, that's fine, but it won't be more than the last 15 minutes of class. And that last 15 minutes of class is reserved for select groups, whether there's a camera or not. So it's absolutely no change in the format. And I mm-hmm. take class with Hamilton, who's also been a guest on the show and his class runs in the same type of a format. So, you know, like anything else, are some people gonna take it too far? Yes. Uh, is everybody taking it too far? No, absolutely not. I definitely think that it's a balance and it's a, this is a topic we can probably make a whole show on. Maybe next week we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about on social media. Um, but yeah, I think you have to go in and you have to find out, find out for yourself. You can catch a vibe. You can see someone's videos and see, do they genuinely care about training you? Or is this a show for Instagram and social media? Once you catch that vibe, trust it. But if you want to give it a chance, then go into the classroom. Go in the room. That's the only way you're going to know for sure if somebody's doing the most or if their class will actually benefit you in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just one, one uh, 90 minutes of your life. It's better than judging something and being mad about it when you don't even you've never even been in there you don't even know what it's like so right that's my suggestion and uh yeah I hope people will stay committed to training will stay committed to the point of class regardless of whether it's on YouTube or television or anywhere else you know classes right. 
should be for the purpose of the growth of the students in the class and that should never ever change yes <laughs> well thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today we hope you liked chatting with us it was the first time we ever got to chat with you without a guest so we'll probably do this a little bit more periodically throughout the quarantine um but next week we will be back with a guest i'm not sure you yet so watch our instagram to find out who our special guest will be next week danielle tell them where to find you yes guys you can follow me on instagram danielle rose 143 and if you enjoyed this like comment subscribe all of the good stuff we love you guys Yes, we need you guys. So if you guys really enjoy the show, please, please like and comment. And if you guys could share it, that also does a lot for us as well. We really appreciate the support. You can find me on Instagram at Dana Alexa underscore. And my new Patreon training program is at patreon.com slash Dana Alexa. Go there, train with me. I promise you guys won't disappoint it. I put so much love into it. We'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. We love y'all. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.